Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. Are you ready? Are we ready? No, I swallowed, I swallowed Wrong. weird like air or something and then just couldn't stop coughing. Are you okay now? Can we start? Mm-hmm. All right. Hit it. I'm Gerard DiPeralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. This is Serial Podcast 9, episode 53. <laughs> All right, team. What do we got going on in our world? Go team. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Vasily, Team Defbons, the guy with the Cayenne LS2 supercharged drift truck. He uh, sent me some amplifiers. I don't know. I just used, I expressed that my stereo was kind of bunk and blit after buying all this like Chinese stuff. And he's, I always talk about Instagram and I always like, I don't know. We just always talk on Instagram and like I help him here and there. And he just sent me some apps. He's like, it is, it's a gift. I'm like, what? I didn't think they were going to be brand new, but they're brand new. What? So sick. Yeah. So if anyone wants to send us gifts, just go ahead and ship them on over. Yeah. Uh, do that. I'm a size uh, beer, <laughs> fancy beer. <laughs> That'd be the joke. Uh, yeah. I'm a 235, 4018. well that's a fun little shout out i like that Mm -hmm. maybe he'll be our sponsor that would be nice (laughs) his car or truck car thing is getting a lot of uh a lot of uh attention it's pretty sick yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty pretty like yeah like well put together yeah it's like it's wild too it's just like it's the most (laughs) it's like bentley seats and like it's just crazy it's cool that's great I love it. Perfect. So, what do we want to talk to about tonight? I got questions. You got anything you want to get off your chest? Let's go with these mm. questions. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to get to a thing anyway. Um, all right. <laughs> Question. The first. Somebody by the name of uh, Avec Moustache, Sans Pulp, wrote in. I don't know if we've ever gotten a question from him before, but, you know, let's see where it goes. Long time Seems like a, first, first time questioner. Yeah, long time questioner, first time listener, maybe. <laughs> All right. So Matt asked, asked the guys how much they'd pay to see Phil Collins live, buried witness to in the air with 30,000 other people can legally be classified as a religious experience. No, Has I have not seen? seen. No, hey, wait for the note. No, mm. I have not seen Phil Collins live, <laughs> but I've listened to In the Air tonight while high, so I'm regarded as an expert within the community. <laughs> <laughs> so the question Matt would like you to answer is, how much are you willing to pay to see Phil Collins live? Uh, I mean, Phil like, Collins all right. I mean, it's Genesis, <laughs> Phil Collins. His music's pretty good. He did the soundtrack much- to Disney's Tarzan. What would I pay? I mean, I've never paid, and he's definitely in my in my years. He's definitely come around a bunch. Uh, maybe like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. If somebody was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to Phil Collins. Do you want to come? I got tickets. You just got to give me the money. Like, I don't have to do anything. Like, I'm not like looking them up and like oh, like concert times and stuff. Like, uh, I might pay like fifty to a hundred bucks." I don't know how much I'd enjoy that concert because like, I don't know that many songs. 
Well, I think just he'd do in the air tonight and you'd be fine. That that's was supposed the to be the, that's supposed to be a religious experience according to Matt, but he doesn't yeah. know, but he's listened to it while high, so he's regarded as an expert. An expert in the okay. In the community. Kevin, how much would you pay? You are a music lover, a goer of concerts. I feel like I'd pay the same same as Gerard, you know. It seems like a reasonable amount. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also truth be told though I just like I wouldn't because I feel that that happened recently it wasn't Phil Collins but it was uh, a friend of ours who was like hey like how much do you care about like Rod Stewart and I was just like <laughs> yeah, was, I thought this was the same question <laughs> yeah that's right that's why I was just like I had to I had to go back and look it up and I was like I was like is this is this the same question like and, like, and then Matt, I was like uh, was it Matt that asked no it was you? it was Devin Devin was like hey like how much do you care about Rod Stewart and I was like like very little why yeah like why I'm like is going... he coming here or something and he was like yeah he's coming here and I was just like yeah it's gonna be a no and like I don't know Man. like same thing with Phil Collins my mom used to love Rod Stewart so it's I know a little things bit were, I'm pretty I sure was... Phil Collins's ex-wife like lived in our cul-de-sac growing up like it was like the the hot gossip about the community or whatever yeah that's some oh. shit yeah pretty sure rod stewart got in trouble because he used to kick soccer balls into the crowd and he like railed <laughs> someone in the face with a soccer ball what that seems like a really weird thing to do at concerts i'm telling it you right now broke their nose or something i don't know what? that's you would kick it that hard like a massive sea of people you could just kick it out forever you know all right well i don't know if i would also pay any money to see phil collins in concert if maybe if it was that's way of asking us if we want to go see phil collins if matt gets a ticket to phil collins and it's about 25 dollars, i would go that's my limit that seems like i'm you know i mean like a more reasonable amount yeah 50 Uh, okay like what's the most you would spend on a concert like ultimate like ultimate like bucket list show even i don't even know bucket list at this point i feel like i've seen so many of the people that i've wanted to see and i think the most i would pay is 125 bucks for a concert ticket which isn't a lot is that more than the most you have ever paid i think that was around and i actually didn't pay for that my cousin got it for me as a wedding gift which is amazing because my wife didn't we went to go see Bruce Springsteen in Vancouver <laughs> before I lived here. Yeah. And that was like my wedding gift. Me, him, and my best friend <laughs> flew out to Vancouver to go see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Play. And what then we saw Paul sorry, McCartney the night before. We thought Bruce Springsteen was going to come out to play with Paul McCartney. That was the only reason we went. So yeah. we spent... That would be like the Phil Collins. And that was about $40. And my friend bought the ticket because he was like, I know you won't want to pay for this. But I've heard rumors that Bruce might show up to play with Paul McCartney. And so we went hoping that Bruce Springsteen would show up and he did not. But the people that paid money to see Paul McCartney did not like us because we were drunk and we were shouting Bruce the whole time. Oh, God. Uh, I I can imagine that. I was going to say. What's the most you've ever paid, Gerard? Or what was the most you would pay? Most I would pay for a concert? Yeah. Oh shit, man. I don't, I don't know. You pay thousands of dollars to see people in No, I mean, I feel like that would have to be like a music festival. I don't know, man. I, I, I haven't really been to that many concerts. And when I went to concerts, they were kind of like 
underground. I've never been to GM place or any of those big places for a concert. I swear the the biggest concert I've ever been to was U2. Oh no, was it U2? I swear I've been to U2. Later, I was like young, man. Yeah, so was it the young. Joshua Tree album? Uh, mm, might have been that one or the one right after. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was you at the time, even back then, I mean, they were huge. I went with my cousin, though. I don't remember like even paying. I think I just like accompanied him oh. or something. He was like super oh. into them. I was pretty into them. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I've seen corn in concert. I like was kind of a big deal. That was like pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but that was when they weren't huge. They were like kind of getting huge, but they weren't like massive. And Deftones, that's about it. But Deftones, I saw in like a super tiny place before, well before they were big. So I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's pretty much it, man. I've never seen like any rapper ever. I've never been to a rap concert. Each time we went, saw like three six mafia. <laughs> And we saw like Dionward and like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, no, I mean, that's true. those are all in like clubs though. But like, I mean, we seen like lots of concerts. Yeah, actually, yeah, like, same right. thing too. We saw Dionward before they were like really big. I mean, yeah, we saw so I'm saying we saw people before they were. Really no, big. I'm just saying, all I'm saying yeah. is, is that I get it. You're avant garde. No, 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 no. I, I was just saying it wasn't <laughs> like the concerts back then when we saw them. They weren't like these. Grandiose, it's not like, like we're going to, yeah, we're not going to see Little Wayne at fucking like Rogers over here. You know what I mean? It's not like a thirty thousand like person like right. Concert, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, tour. it's not Katy Perry, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, it's like an obscure. It's almost like an obscure genre at the time. You know what I mean? Like it's like Dirty South rap, and then it's yeah. like you know what I mean? Like dubstep, like or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen all those big dubstep names. Also, like, oh, I mean, I guess they were. Maybe not big. I, I've never seen Skrillex or anything like that, but I mean, we saw Rusco and all those other guys. Rusco, Excision. Yeah, yeah, we saw like a lot of those dudes. Okay, but yeah, it's the same thing. It wasn't Diesel like a thirty thousand. We saw yeah. Diesel Boy. Yeah. It wasn't a thirty thousand. Like Calvin, Calvin Harris. Oh yeah, that sounds like a big one. Uh, Damian Marley. Uh, oh, you seen Damian Marley? That's like kind of sick. That was at the Olympics. Yeah, there's all those concerts at the Olympics too. You know what I mean? Like, did I see? Did I see? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, okay. So so far we've talked about music, live music, and underground clubs, but not cars. And we're a few minutes in, so maybe we should uh, switch everyone, gears. Everyone back listens to music, bro. Everyone listens to about, music. We talk about cars all the time, and everyone eats food. Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Everybody <laughs> eats. Yeah, you know, Which Kevin and I could, Kevin and I can talk about the struggle of trying to find a place for both of us to eat on our road trip. So we yeah, only. I, I, I wasn't even really a struggle to me. Like, I just felt like I disappointed Kevin every time we <laughs> ate. Is what I was. At. So that's actually it. Like every time we went to go eat, I felt like I had to apologize. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Not to you, Gerard. You pipe down. I think I. I you know what I mean? I. I'm just always disappointed when I have to eat. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. But there's foods that you really like. Yeah. I, I just like, it's just like a struggle to figure it out and find it and go get it and order it. And you know what I mean? Like with you or yeah, with yeah. Ryan? Uh, no, just, with I don't me. know. I guess with me, I guess, or just life, you know? Well, we were like, like trying to avoid traffic. So we were like, Where's a place we can sit down that's relatively okay, but we didn't 
couldn't get into Seattle. So yeah, and then like Ryan's like Ryan's internet was all slow when he was trying to like look at it, so it was taking a long time to like actually get anything done. So basically, Android spec, but uh... well, so Kevin and I went to a really nice date spot in a. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, How was it? It was good. Uh, Coco, I think it was called. It was a it was Mexican place. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. It was us and then a bunch of couples. You're yeah. telling me that it was a Mexican place. Did they have tacos served in in tins? No, Just no. Up fucking tins. No, no, no it wasn't it was cactus. Very, it was very authentic. Right, like, right. It was like trying to be high scale, you know. Yeah, that was the yeah. We only like, ate twice on that trip, like in a rest, like proper meals. Yeah, that's, I said that to someone after we got back. No, like, what? I was just like, yeah, because <laughs> we didn't really eat at the track. There, you couldn't. There was no running water, like, and I know that doesn't affect if you can eat or not, but like, yeah, there was sure only a, there was only X amount of time to be at the track, right? Like, we got there at nine thirty, set yeah. up, and then you had till four. By the time you did the drivers' meeting, and I did the media meeting, like, yeah, I don't think I don't think we started driving till eleven. Yeah, so it was like there wasn't like a Kevin even said one point through the day, he's like, I'm in the old mi- mindset of like two day drift events. And I, I can't be like sitting around. I got to go out and drive. Yeah. I got to get like wasn't every really second in, which felt yeah. weird. And we didn't know a ton of people. Kevin was definitely uh, a fast rising star at that drift event is what <laughs> Kevin was. So that was nice to see. He was a fresh face. And then he went out and made big impressions, and it was really great to see. Yeah, and that I was didn't fun. No, too many people. There were some people I knew, but like I didn't actually see them. It seemed like the pits are like pretty spread out, and like also when yeah, you're just trying to drive as much as you can. They're like not, yeah, hanging around watching other people drive. Like I feel like I didn't see anybody else drive unless it was like in front of me on the track. Yeah. or on your camera facing backwards later. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good event. A lot of fun. It was an, a great exercise in watching Kevin do what Kevin does, which is load a drift car, drive it to an event, and then deal with all of the shit that comes in play. With yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of shit, honestly. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's heavy. I remember the one, I, time, one time I went to the island. Uh, we were out. I don't know what the hell we were doing. We were out partying or something. in the middle of the... We are probably at some concert. Day. No, we were out like downtown. No, we were like downtown, and I was in the wagon. And then you're like, "Oh yeah, like uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to this drift event, man." And it was on the island, and I was like, "Uh, okay, like, you're like yeah, see you later, man." And I was like, "Shit, I, I guess I'm going too." And I had to like rip home, and you were like already going whether I went or not. And I said like, I had to go home, like unload the wagon, like take the fucking wheels off because I think I had the ten and a half on the wagon and shit. And I had to like throw everything in the yellow car and get everything ready and do all this stuff. And I was like rushing, and I fucking never do that. I never like rush or hustle or whatever. And I'd like rip to the fucking ferry and I like barely made it and stuff. And I was just like, man, this is so not like what I do. But I swear that was like the the like Canada Day drift event that was like awesome. The like probably the yeah. only time I ever drifted a cap D, honestly. Um, yeah, it's like the time you had the most fun ever. Yeah, but like <laughs> I was like, man, fuck this. Like I I'm, I don't want to do this, man. I like like I'm like blasting home from downtown. And like, you know what I mean? I live in Surrey. Kevin lives in Richmond and has to go to like, what, Tawasin? That's like fucking yeah. 10 minutes from your house. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess it's not, not 10 minutes, but like, yeah. Well, it's like closer to your house it's, than my house. Yeah, no, it is. And yeah. also, your house was closer to downtown than my house was. Yes. So downtown true. Surrey, Tawasin, and then, yeah. Like, I, like, yeah, like, I, yeah. I do remember like everyone sitting there, and like, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Gerard said he was coming. Like, last I talked to him, he was like, loading the car and making his way out here. And, then, and I don't think I'd ever driven to the ferry before either. I was just like Googling and shit on my like iPhone 4 probably. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of don't know the way. Made it. Uh, Kevin had a another blowout on the i5. Yeah, I saw that. It was a lot. And I didn't know what was happening because it wasn't like <laughs> terrifying. It was just like <laughs> and then it was I'm hard of hearing now, so it's hard to hear. Can yeah, is that things? permanent or what the fuck? I don't know. It's just like tricky sometimes. And so I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, we had a blowout. But then it was like, one, I felt awful. I was like, I'm not going to be any help to Kevin in this situation. And Kevin's going to do what Kevin does. But he changed his like he and luckily he had all the stuff with him that he needed to do. And he did it very quickly. But like changing your wheel entire your whole setup yeah. on the side of the i5 when it's like the side that is facing like the that is closest to the traffic mm-hmm. was pretty i thought terrifying but yeah. maybe i'm just very like there was points where i was i eventually was just like i'll just let kevin know whenever a semi is coming like that'll <laughs> be my job yeah. but you could like see kevin look at his wheel and always be checking traffic i'm like this is fucking crazy <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, and that's i feel that's how it is it's like you're trying to look at the traffic more so to see if yeah. someone's gonna yeah, you, 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 know you really I mean? got to be careful in those situations there was like one old like ratty shitty van that like like tried to buzz me i swear he was like like tried to I felt like he was like way closer than anybody else for like no reason i felt so like stupid. i don't know you know what i mean like some of the semis oh. would change lanes but then yeah like ryan eventually figured out that every time a semi would come i'd like run back like and hide with him and then like because like ryan was still in the car and i was like dude like get out of the car like yeah yeah if, you like, don't, the car you gets don't hit spin. you're dead like if you're if you're 10 feet behind the car and the car gets hit we 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 go home you know the car doesn't, yeah but we go home you know like yeah yeah it was uh it was uh yeah it was a uh not like a crazy drive back but we got pulled over by the cop yeah <laughs> yeah in the also in an awful spot like the part where you drive under the downtown of yeah, seattle like under yeah seattle, the cops don't like, care man they pull you over in this weirdest like sketchiest spots man yeah, yeah. and then it was then we were like like how do we drive out of here with this guy behind us because the only like it's hard to check your blind spot because you're Kevin can speak to this, obviously, that you got all the stuff in the back. And then in order to really safely get out of that location, like Kevin had to like fucking wrong. Well, I mean, honestly, if I was like a regular car, I could have just driven straight forward. But there was like basically what looked like a broken cinder block. So it was like these (laughs) really big pieces of concrete there. And I was like, I can't drive over that. Yeah, so, so then we waited till I, I I kind of was just sitting there trying to like figure out what to do because I can't see around the cop either. And I was like, oh, like he might pull out with a siren on and like block the traffic, and then I'll just go forward slowly and not be able to go. And I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden he just like takes off like a rocket. Mm. Like 
merges like three lanes over uh, over the exit lane, like back into traffic and onto the highway and just takes off. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> so That's I just crazy. backed up a bit and then just waited for a break and just like, yeah, took off. It. Yeah, basically launched it. Like, uh, this is I a would good... on every like on ramp. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good spot to uh, do a little bit of product placement because part of the reason we got pulled over was yes. for the titanium. Oh, titanium sparking bolts. Sparking bolts. Scraper hardware, yeah. 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 Also, shout out to Kevin for knowing how to, to talk to a cop. That cop was definitely like, Kevin didn't care how awkward the silence was. He said <laughs> what he needed to say and then just waited for the cop to just start the conversation again. So yeah. good job, Kevin. I think I waited. I, 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 honestly, I think at one point I was just like, that's basically all I have to say. And yeah, then, then like, he started yeah, talking. Know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. And I was yeah. trying to figure out Instagram. I was so uninterested with, with the, the stady or whatever it was that pulled us over. Anyway, Dude, this all is in all, it all worked great out, time. You know? Yeah, we're all here. We're alive. What's exactly. wild, Gerard? I'm looking at Cresta headlights, and I can find beautiful, beautiful right sides, like just tons, brand new looking right sides. The lefts, like what's up with that? Like what up with that? There's no pairs that are like beautiful. They're all like left headlight. Just looks like bunk. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck? All right, I'm gonna need you to pay attention for the next one because this one's gonna be on. <laughs> okay, next question. Know. All right, here we go. This one's for you. Well, Kevin can answer too. It's just not a me question because it's actually coming from me. Uh, I've seen, I've talked to, and then seen another person on social media. And uh, this, this is one of the few questions just to put it out there for everyone that I asked Gerard beforehand, but I feel like he's probably already forgot. So he's going to come at it fresh. So, Gerard, yes. I've seen people manual swap their their Jay-Zs uh-huh. and have said no to the CD009 yeah. and, and are thinking of doing the T56. So the yeah. criticism wasn't, and I even said, you know, I go out there and I pretend like I don't, I'm an anonymous person and I recommend Serial 9. And they're like, yeah, no, the Serial 9 shifter sounds great just worried about how much power the cd009 can hold i want something else uh you know and so they and then someone chimed up they're like just get a t56 and then i chatted to one of our other pals he said yeah like i would do that but i think i'm going to go to the t56 so okay what is the benefit benefit of a t56 over Run me through it. Is there a sales pitch to be had for the T56? Okay, I'm and just like, a sales pitch. I would, so I, would, me... I would say that all those people who are like, mm, uh, the CD's going to break, uh, they don't even have enough power to break the CD. You know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, so I'm just, I'm just uh, pulling up right now. Okay, so the T56 Magnum, it, it's not a stock transmission, by the way. It's like an aftermarket tranny from, from Tramec. Like you can't buy it in a car or something. So, so essentially, you have to buy it brand new. Uh, it's rated up to 700 foot pounds of torque and it retails for 32.95. Okay. So it's like a decent amount of money. And then you got to put an adapter kit on top of that, whatever. Um, and I don't know of any great adapter kits from Jay-Z to 256. I mean, I, you know, granted I haven't 
researched it a whole bunch. Um, of German T56s, they're not bad. Um, I mean, even like even the T5, I had the T5 in my Cortina. Uh, T56 is sort of a newer, nicer version of that. Shifts sort of the same thing. I mean, they're they're great trinities. They shift nice. Um, I don't know about the shift replacement in all these cars. So like that's another thing. Uh, there, but there are literally like probably like thirty different combinations of shifter positions and stuff on a T fifty six. But keep in mind, when you buy one, it's probably just going to come with the regular one, and you're going to have to do something to make that shifter <laughs> fit in the car. So thirty two ninety five, an adapter kit. Let's say a cheap adapter kit's probably like I don't know a thousand bucks. So forty two ninety five. Some sort of clutch. I don't know what kind of clutch you're going to use. Some butchered thing. I'd say they're going to be maybe your adapter kit came with an aluminum flywheel. You use like a, you know, T56 clutch. I feel like your clutch choices are going to be more geared sort of towards American cars, which is kind of fine. So you got your comp, your ACT, your spec. If, if I will interject yeah. quickly, it feels yeah. like. All of those, or all the T56 pioneering world was drag racing. Yeah. Like two, two JZs, big power two JZs, and then yeah. they would put T56s behind it. And it's kind of filtered down into like drifting and like regular people now. But, but see, I don't understand why they would put a T56 behind. Maybe they just at that point couldn't get me 160s. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's 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 also just back it up a bit here. Everyone thinks the V160 this be all end all transmission and like it's like so amazing and this and that. It's not. Like, yeah, you could you know, it's the same as it's not the same as any other tranny, but like you know, you'd see those supers ripping off like whatever nine eight seven quarter miles with the V160, and people would think, oh my god, it's like amazing because it like can take all this power and all this and like. I mean. Out of all those V160s, there was probably like 30 in the entire world that like did that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a common thing that people were pushing 1300 horsepower through a V160. And I know people that have broken V160s. And I mean, I had a V160 and I I liked it in the it's crest. So pretty cool. Like I know it's cool yeah, as I'm, a flex. It's cool it, as a flex. It, yeah. But it's also like just kind of a cool transmission. I was like fully sealed and like. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Because it's a Getra. Because it's, yeah. you know, it's not a Japanese tranny. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's, for me anyways, it was a bit more of like a flex. Like in the Cressida, like that would get dragged in the Cressida. It was like definitely like the, the jam. You know what I mean? But then when I put yeah. it in the Aristo, I was like, like kind of fuck this thing. It's The shifting sucks. I tried to make it like shorter and all that. And it just wasn't great. So it's an old tranny. Doesn't shift well. Like, I mean, like in, you know, like it, it does obviously in, in certain situations. Anyways, whatever. So I guess they they became too expensive. So people started experimenting with like T56s and CDs and all that stuff. And I think that's well, where you, you. Isn't there like a, like how old is the T56? Is that, is that not out? Sorry? I said, how old is the T56? Oh yeah, ancient, ancient. T56 yeah, came out in like, like 2001 Camaros and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's the other thing. I don't know. I don't know how well they shift to like seven, eight thousand RPM. Whereas like the the CD is designed, especially if you get like an HR, it's designed. It's designed to shift at seventy five hundred or whatever, right? Um, I don't know why anyone would put a T fifty six behind a Jay Z personally. Like it just 
in my opinion, doesn't make sense. I guess a lot of people think the CD doesn't have the capacity or the torque capacity in that because, yeah, I guess originally the CD was designed for a VQ, which makes maybe 300 foot pounds of torque, maybe. Um, but I mean, my car had 550 horsepower or torque, and it was a very heavy car, 3,800 pounds with a big tire. Um, we have I, I, one of our shifter customers has a 11 or 1200 horsepower S14. Uh, and he does like half mile racing with the CD with our shifter. And I don't that, like S14. Or sorry, so what about that 100 in Australia? Yeah, I mean, there's also, yeah, Matt's car, Matt Atkinson's car in, in Australia. It's a JZX yeah, 100. Yeah. makes what, 700 something horsepower? Yeah, I think so. I feel like part of it is obviously the torque and horsepower. Part of it is the usage of said torque and horsepower in what in which way you sort of like, you know, drag racing is one thing, roll racing is another thing, drifting's a huge, you know, other thing. And then whatever is circuit racing. Um drifting obviously being the hardest on anything, right? Uh, like I definitely know people that have blown up V160s drifting. Um, that's you know. I'm not. I'm never drag race. I always assume drag racing is like the hardest. Like, but I know dra like drag racing is like over so quickly. You know. But, well, it's not. It's not really that. It's like okay, in a, in a whatever proper drag car, you have slicks. The slicks part of the part of the sort of job with the slicks is to transfer the power to the ground, right? And to transfer the power to the ground efficiently, you can't really shock load. Like it's is designed to yeah, like kind of like a flex. Like yeah. So that's one thing. Like like classic example is a drag Honda. You know what I mean? Drag Honda. Let's say five hundred horsepower. Put it on slicks. The axles last. Put it on a street tire. It break right away because like there's no flex in the sidewall. It usually gets axle hop or something, and they'll just snap the axles like nothing. But you put slicks on that thing, and the axles can live because there's like an absorption through the slick. Um, but drifting, you have grippy tires, tons of clutch kicks. You're literally trying to break the transmission like repeatedly, like every clutch kick. I mean, depending on what clutch you use, and most people use unsprung clutches. And, you know, and then you've got solid tranny mount, solid engine mount, solid diff mount, like everything's solid. And you go, you know, you're literally just like, like just trying to break the thing repeatedly. Right. So in my opinion, drifting would be the hardest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I would say, I mean, we used to say, oh, 650 horsepower torque. That's kind of the limit in drifting for a CD. But I mean, that's a lot, man. Like 650 foot pounds of torque drifting, it, it's that's like a pretty ridiculous car. Yeah, like so I'm I don't to, know. I'm trying to think of like the people locally who actually drift through 650 horsepower. Yeah, so yeah, that's, you take the percentage, like a, ha a handful. Yeah, this percentage of people with drift cars that have, you know, 650 foot pounds of torque or 650 horsepower even. 550 torque like that's that's probably less than half maybe it's probably right on the cusp there's like the 350 450 wheel people and then the like 550 650 wheel people you know what i mean so i feel like the cd is like right in that range so it's like a perfect transmission and even if you are in the higher range if you break it 
they're not expensive. It's like 1300 bucks. Maybe. I don't know what they are these days, but like, yeah. Like, okay. So maybe it lasts you one season. Maybe it lasts you two seasons. Maybe it lasts you half a season, but it's not $3,000 us. Right. I mean, and I get it. Like if you're competing and all that stuff, you don't want your training to break, but like nobody is competing with a CD. Like if you're, if you're 650 horsepower, 650 torque, you're getting up to that level where you're like probably semi pro or pro or whatever. And you should probably be looking at a different transmission. So it's like, you know, it has its what, place. What transmission should you be looking at? A W58? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you're at that level, you either just have a bunch of spare CDs all ready to go because it literally takes like 45 minutes to swap it in. And that's um, in like our cars. Like if yeah. A, if you had a track car. Like you, oh, yeah. If you had a track ten, car. It could be 10 minutes. Yeah, it could be 10 minutes to swap the train for sure. Like if you didn't have to take the shifter off and stuff and like if you had dry brakes, if you had dry brake fittings on the, on the, the, the slave cylinder. The tunnel was large enough. Oh yeah, it'd be yeah. enough. Maybe fifteen. Um, I mean, you should be looking at sequential. I mean, people used to use a ton of dog boxes. I think dog boxes were kind of that like middle ground of like I can't afford a sequential. But then even back then, sequentials weren't like the thing to have. I mean, I think the dog box is still a pretty big thing as well. Because like you when you're yeah, because what like when you're running those courses, like you don't need more four years and like you you can change the rear end so quickly you know yeah yeah but yeah i I don't know anyone currently with a dog box but then i don't really know that many people in that level of racing so everyone i know that has that's in that level of racing now has a sequential yeah Hmm. yeah and a sequential basically starts at like 10k i would say i mean for like for like a known one not like a You know, Zhang Gui sequential transmission or whatever. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's um, a legit name. That's like a okay, fine. No, I just I saw a video name. where like Osbo, his Mark V Supra has like a four speed. So I assume that was a dog box, but I mean, it definitely could be a four speed. But in his yeah. Formula D car or like one of his practice cars? No, it's like a fully built separate car. I don't. It's. I don't think it's a Formula D car. I think it's like yeah. A it's probably car. it's probably something like a that they car were... or something, but. Yeah, they're it's, probably like it's still exactly. like it's still like a you know of it's the BMW motor with like a eighty mil turbo and nitrous oh, fuel wow. and like dual radiator. It's a full. A full yeah, car. I mean that's the thing is those those trannies can take a lot of abuse and and the parts are fairly readily available. I think and that's I, just it too. It's like you know yeah. I mean, if you had all that stuff laying around, like why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, exactly. So so. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go on, and then I'll say my bit. No, no, that's it. I mean, like, in my opinion, the T56 advantage would be you really like American things. Yeah. I, so, I, 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 will, might, I will say might be one small thing. Or two. I don't know. I, I will say one thing. Um, never been a problem for me. Do you notice it? Seems to be a problem for other people. The CD009 is a loud transmission. Yeah. Hmm. It's not I, super quiet in its operation. But when's the last time you drove a T56? 
That's the thing. I have no, I have no real experience with TV at 60. Also, so how time many... Go, you at 60. Yeah, not in a long time. Hang on, though. How many 650 horsepower, like, built cars are just quiet? No, no, that, no, I'm, I'm being, I'm trying to be devil's advocate. That's, yeah, what, yeah, that's, no, I that's what all those, that's what all those people on the internet are saying. They're like, oh, it's, just, it's too loud for me, bro. It's just like, yeah, yeah I mean, I get it all the time. All right, it's like, buddy, oh, I just can't handle the rattle. I just can't handle the, you know, the noise, the CD noise. I just can't handle it. I don't want that. It's like, okay. So then, what do they do? What's the alternative for them if they're saying they can't handle that? And the maybe, they, maybe those are the people that want two to sixes. Those are the two or do they do like guys. the R one? Are they are, are like no. are, are okay, four guys still a thing? See, that's no? the thing. Let me let me just look this up right now. I don't. I'm assuming uh, a Camaro also has a dual mass transmission, especially like an American car T56 stock. I guarantee you that flywheel after the stock car is probably like 800 pounds. Like, oh, let me just know. There's no way that thing's like stock <laughs> LS1 flywheel weight. So hang on, then while you look that up. Then what do you think it's going to be like 28? You kidding me? 28? For the flywheel? Yeah, the flywheel, buddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you find it? Yeah, I mean, I found... Okay, so the flywheel itself is 25 pounds, but that's not with the clutch and everything on. So I, I want to see if it's it's probably dampened. Yeah, it says 42 pounds for the complete assembly, which it actually isn't, isn't so it's not terrible. Yeah, no. All um, right. Anyways, the reason the reason I'm looking that up is Yeah, you're assuming that transmission is also not quiet. Exactly. And and it, the whole thing, it's a it's a misconception that that like, oh, I'm gonna get this 700 horsepower thing and it's gonna have a performance clutch and it's gonna be quiet and this and that. It's like all of those transmissions are big and the gears are big and they're loud and the re and the way that they get away with that from the factory is they put this giant dual mass damping flywheel on it so it's like the same thing the supra flywheel out of the v160 dual mass dampened r154 is not um but the the cd009 flywheel dual mass dampened same thing so the j160 is is dual mass as well Oh yeah. yeah. And that's the same transmission that's in the S15. Yeah, exactly. The second you remove that dampened flywheel and the dual mass flywheel, the transmission, all the noises that they're trying to get rid of with the dual, they come out. So like it's almost like a full blessing though. It's yeah. like, here's this super sick racy transmission. And like we added this one thing that like rounds off all the corners and makes exactly. it faster. And all we know you're gonna take that out and put even more racy one in. And if you do. It livens it up and everything's sick. And it's yeah. like all these dudes are like, mm, make some noise. Yeah, and, it's, and, it, and it actually doesn't even really make noise. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what your tolerance for noise is, but like, it certainly isn't like a 650 horse streetcar tolerance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I don't assume you did like. Start I mean, I don't know though. You could have 650 Audi or 650 yeah. horsepower. Mercedes BMW, AMG. And they're for completely sure. normal cars. So I mean, from that world. Not really, man. Like, when's the last time you heard a BMW start up and it sounded normal? It's like... like I, I swear free. that's like... A, I swear that guy turns that on. Like, you could start that thing. But even, even in quiet mode, mode they're, not like, they're not like that quiet. Like, in, in loud mode, they're super loud. And in quiet mode, they're like kind of quiet. 
And not to mention they rattle. They're kind of like, you know, like you've heard an M3. It just sounds like kind of like garbage here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe like a Mercedes, like probably an AMG. You started up, it's probably fine. And then it has, you know, whatever, 650 horse. Really pushing for that AMG uh, sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck BMW But I mean, also, also it's a $200,000 car. Your Supra or your your you know your six hundred fifty horse JZX one hundred is not a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car or two hundred thousand dollar car. I There's agree. like hundreds of thousands of engineering hours to build that car and give you the experience. Part of the experience is like, and, and I mean true. none of those cars are manual anyways. You know what I mean? So like it's, it's like a totally irrelevant. You know, yeah, like I, you might so, be able to buy on. a manual BMW. So um. Hang on, though, to go back to this, if someone's like the CD009 is not for me, the T56 is too expensive, then what are they doing? Are they doing R154s? Is that like the no. so then what's the other option for them? Like what else is stay, out there? Stay auto, stay <laughs> auto, sick. I mean, their so, options yeah. are to buy a used transmission and a really cheap adapter and uh, some $150 eBay clutch and you know, some aluminum flywheel or a button clip, I don't know, like some sort of bojangled setup that saves them, you know, 1500 to two grand. And they use that for maybe six months to a year and realize how shitty it is. And then just buy the whole proper setup after and basically spend double the money. Right. That's exactly so, what happens every single time. So now that we've gone through this, I will say I was reading it on the Facebook group. I believe the person was in my home province, which I thought was very interesting. I don't know, uh, which is Saskatchewan. So there isn't a ton of drifting in Saskatchewan um, and you'd be traveling. So I don't think the person was trying to build a drift car. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to build a drag car, but I think it was a wagon. So probably not trying to build a drag car. I think what you were probably looking at was someone has... Aristo. Well, it was a Toyota. Uh, yeah, it must have been. Uh, they said it was a wagon, so it was either a crown or a blit, I assume. Probably a crown. Maybe they really like you and they just don't want to <laughs> write you a love letter. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and but it was actually kind of that classic, like, eyes are bigger than your stomach. Like, so I'm hypothetically going to build a 650 horsepower 2J. And it's like, are you going to build a 650 horsepower 2J? And then, like... Yeah what are you going to use that for? Like what, like, and I kind of thought it was funny because here I am talking to that person. And for those that don't know, I have a W58 and uh, Kevin just posted from shared spectrums story. I'm going to a single turbo and like, I'm just going to keep using the W58 till I can't use the W58. And then I would use a CD 009 with a serial nine shifter. That's, that's the logistical thing, but like in my mind, at least, because when we talked about that originally, it's like, should I be worried? And it was Ryan, you don't drive hard enough to have to worry about it. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought like someone is building this car in their mind to be like level 10, level 10, level 10, but they're probably like a level two. Yeah, or like three or four or something. That's like, man, you're getting so far ahead of yourself. Like, I'm worried about the how much power the CD009 can hold. But then I, 
I'm actually thinking of all the people that we've talked to and the people that we know that use it. And I was like, sure, my sample set is pretty small, but I've seen people use them in person with varying amounts of horsepower and have a very high success rate for what they do. So I just thought it was like a very probable probable thing was someone was like building a car in their head more than like practicality, which you guys yeah, have brought that up before. Yeah, I think everybody's yeah. guilty of that. You know? I mean, we, yeah. you know, we're in the market of selling these adapter kits and then we get people all the time. It's like, you know, we sort of say, oh, how much, how much power does your car make now? Or, or like, you know, what's your, your short sighted goal? Like you're, you're like realistic, like this year, you know, when you put this transmission in gold, they're like, oh, you know, 800 horse. And it's like, they're getting this crazy, ridiculous triple plate clutch, this blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they actually don't even have 300 horse. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, just it's, buy something that suits your needs now. And then you can upgrade it later. But like, you know, usually when we're having the conversations with those people, those are the type of people that probably aren't going to build an 800 horse <clears> car. Because they would already have an 800 horse car if they were building an 800 horse car. You can well, also they would have... like feel when someone's listening and actually, you know, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of people you're like, yo, yo, this, and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, but what I said again. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, but, and they're like, yeah, yeah, but this. And they're just like, yeah, man, I, I, I guess, sure. Like, yeah. Uh, well, exactly. That... What do you do? It kind of goes back to I've oh, I say this a lot, but I'll say it again. Um, yeah, it's the idea that everyone believes they're the exception to the rule. Yeah. Like they're not the statistic, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people say that they're going to build a six hundred and fifty horsepower but car, and then and then they get half of the way, and they get to like four hundred and fifty, and they're like, "Holy shit." I still got to spend all this money and I'm not there yet. And like, Oh my God, I think I should just sell this project. You know, that's yeah. a lot of the times how it goes, but everybody feels like they're the exception to that. They love cars so much. They're going to do it. So one thing we wanted to talk about is, Oh shit. Speaking of Vipers, Kevin, man, honor. When we went to Mopac, Dominic and I, we yeah. saw the sickest Viper. I wish I could have taken a picture of it for you. You might've yeah. seen it before. It's red with the white or silver stripes, and it's pretty low and yeah. like really fitted wheels. Have you seen that car before? No. Oh, dude, it was sick, man. I was just like, we were going a different way, and then he like changed out to lane, and like I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna follow this guy. Like it's so sick. Like Dominic was like, no, oh, that Viper's so sick. It's so dope, and it was, man. It had like looked like forged three piece like fitted wheels, and like was low. Yeah, it was really cool, man. I was like, Kevin would love this. Anyway, so one thing we want to talk about, uh, Ryan, is the gearing. Yeah, I kind of just realized something, too. Like, the Viper OEM wheels are a three-spoke wheel. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, the really ugly ones were. Yeah, they're super ugly. I was just like, yo, wait, three-spokes. Yeah. Um, Is the gearing. Okay, so one of the things with the, is, is obviously which transmission you choose has to go with the final drive of your car, right? So the CD came in a 350Z, let's call it, right? And the final drive for basically all those cars is at 3.5 to 1, right? Which is, it's in the threes. It's pretty normal Japanese-ish, whatever. So like American cars and like German cars have this really weird gearing strategy where the final drive is super, super tall. So like, for example, the T56, 
maybe not the Magnum, but the T56 transmission came in a Camaro or whatever, right? The final drive for a Camaro is 273, maybe all the way up to a 342. Right. So mm -hmm. 342 would be like an SS. And I mean, 342 would be like a really low final drive for those cars. So imagine the gearing would be quite short. Right. So, or quite, yeah. uh, yeah, it's quite short because it has a very tall final drive. Right. So you take that T56 and you put a 37 on the back of it. And I don't even know what the gearing would be like. It'd be really weird. Basically the same as the BMWs. Cause I don't know if you remember Chris Keel had a BMW tranny in his JZX 100 and first was absolutely useless. Like, mm. so like you have two, three, four, five, and they get, they're all super high RPM because like the gearing that's supposed to be in the back is like a two something or a very low three. And one of the things, so so the Supra, the V160, this final drive in a V160 car is a, is a 326, which is pretty tall, you know, pretty far away from a 3.7. Is but that where for... 326 power got their name from? <laughs> so anyways, one of the things I was, when I, had the, when I had the CD and the Aristo, I was like, man, like this 3.7, or I had three nines in it originally. And I was like, holy crap, this is way too low. Like gears were just so short. And then I had the 3.7 in. I was like, okay, like this is pretty good. I'm going to try the 3.26. I'm going to make it exactly like how a Supra should be. You know, this is what it should be. And then it was just like you're you're building a performance car. And like, I don't know if you've driven like a Type R or any car that has like really short gears and like kind of like it's just quick, everything's super quick. And then you add a turbo and everything's just like really just quick and spools fast it never comes off boost it's super dope so i put the 326 on and all that was gone so the mm. gearing was really tall and it was just like you'd shift and you have to like wait for the turbo and i mean i feel like that's like maybe a drag racing thing or people that like you know highway racing or or you just stick it in one gear and and do a lot of clutch kicks to, to get the turbo to spool and then you just leave it in one gear i guess that's like that's the style but the CD with the 3.7 is a very good match. So I would assume a much better match than a T56 with a 3.7. So that's another reason why, in my opinion, the CD would be a better match to a Japanese, you know, car, a Toyota. So is it fair to say that maybe the person that was looking at the T56 that I was talking about in, and or the person suggesting it was just looking to go as fast as possible in a straight line is that what they like like no no because the gearing would be too short oh it so it's very, just very kind quick. of a, it'd be very quick all the i mean if you there. put the 326 rear end in it which would be a little bit more difficult into a crown or a jzx because mm -hmm. it would bolt into your car like it bolts into the aristo the aristo you know theoretically could come with that diff but you can't just bolt that 326 rear end into uh, like a crown or a JZX. So in order to get the quote unquote correct gearing for the 256, you would have to do some work. Oh shit. Yeah. So if you put the 256 in with the stock crown rear end, which is a 3.7, the gearing would be very, very short, like extremely short. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. 
if anyone out there uh, wants to do, send me a three two six career, just like no, you Gerard don't, got. You don't. What you do don't I want, want a three two six with your W fifty eight though. See, that's what the thing. What do you, I want with the W fifty eight? You probably want a three nine. Oh, okay, well, if anyone wants to send me a three nine, <laughs> just like Gerard got fucking amps. I think we have a three nine at the shop from that SC three hundred or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, you if anyone wanna, on this, you might want an LSD as well once you get that turbo in. Yeah, that's part of the plan. I'll look into it. Anyway, hey, that was really educational. But now I got a, I got a, not like a funny question. Oh, yeah. Y'all ready? So our friend, 2JZ Nagani, wrote, how do you guys handle hate online? Being pretty big in the car world, there's always going to be hecklers and people who give negative attention to the company. How do you and the boys deal with that? So how do you deal with negative attention and the hecklers, the haters that are going to hate? That's How a do you good question. A really good question. Yeah, that is a good question. I feel like we had an episode where we talked about how there we, you know, we have had people in the past who it almost seems like have like a vendetta against you. Like they think you wronged their friend ten <laughs> years ago or whatever it was. Or yeah, you, you know, you, there's nothing you're ever going to be able to do. I feel to win some of these people back over. I was I commented on a checkpoint thing today because I watched uh, checkpoint's latest video and if anyone's not aware they should go watch checkpoint videos are great but Alex at the end of of the video said we read all the positive comments and I was like yo like what do you or we read all the encouraging comments and I was like yo what do you do with the discouraging comments and like pass that along to me Cause like, I want to know, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, I am notoriously bad for this. And as you can probably tell from the podcast that I will always try to have a conversation with someone, no matter how dumb they are. If they're like, yo, fuck you. And, uh, and then if it gets really bad, because one of my friends at work trolled me for a few, few years and tried to like comment on Dota logic stuff as a, like a as like account. a as a fake account but he didn't know anything about drifting but he called yeah. himself like dk something or other and then uh but it was always funny because like i don't want to shit talk people on dota logic stuff other people would come in and be like yo what the fuck's wrong with you which i always yeah, thought was really nice yeah yeah it's always nice when you have someone else that can like do the thing for you but aside from that i will always try to talk through the disagreement, even though like it's most of the time it doesn't go anywhere. Like the other week, I, some guy was like freaking out at me in a parking lot. Cause I was waiting for a parking spot mm-hmm. to go to a music festival. And he was like, yo, everybody's like waiting behind you. And he had pulled up next to me in oncoming traffic. I'm like, or, you know, kind of. And I was like, you can go around. He's like, everybody's waiting and they can't get around. I'm like, Yo, now you're blocking traffic right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're going around and by you stopping to me, you're blocking traffic. So do you want to talk about it? Like (laughs) we can have a conversation about it. And he looked so confused. He's like, well, well, fuck you. And I'm like, well, let's have a conversation while you block traffic. And then yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. fuck you. And he like drove away yeah, all frustrated. Yeah, with logic. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like you're doing the thing that you needed to do. 
you're trying to like say this thing to get your piece off but like i'll fully have the fucking dumb conversation with you and sometimes that is to my detriment you know like we have we have said things on this podcast that have and it's mostly been my fault that have made other people not happy and i think sometimes they like to think like it's a gerard or a kevin thing and then i've gone and been like no that was fully me and i will fully have this conversation with you but like a lot of the times people they aren't interested in that, right? Like I, I think in the, some yeah. of those situations, they're not interested in talking to like the media dude that they've never heard of. The, you know, they want to, <laughs> they want to beef with the big dog, and um, it's not so. And yeah, and that's just it. They want to beef. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you could be like, yo, roses are red. They'd be like, no, man. They're You'd be red. like, yo, like a CD, a CD is way better than a T fifty six for your for your application. They'd be like, nah, dude, T fifty six the best, man. You'd be like, yeah, okay, man, Just go get it then, you know? Yeah. So, so what is the general way? How do you guys do it? How do you deal with, with the haters? Well, I think like being a celebrity, like I am, like I've been, you know, I've been a hate, I've had haters forever. So I'm used to it by now, you know, <laughs> it's not just like a new thing, you know? And we also practice every single day. Like I hate Kevin and yeah. he hates me. Yeah. So, so we're dealing with that. Yeah, so it's kind of like we fight, you know, sometimes we'll like get into a screaming match where it's mostly me screaming and then he'll just be like, kind of like, uh, what do you mean, man? And then, you know, or, or, or he'll just be like, yeah, okay, Gerard, like, and just kind of act like a huge jerk. So, yeah, we practice the hate, uh, like compensation a lot within our company. Yeah, a lot of flow through. I mean, that's the thing. It's like most people aren't going to be as clever as my friends and say as hurtful things as the people that I hold dear in my life. So like, <laughs> what are you going to say to me? You know, yeah, the people um, closest to you can burn you the hardest. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Uh, You'll never <laughs> say anything as hurtful to me as my daughter. will. <laughs> <laughs> truth be told though, I, I will say like surprisingly enough and kind of like gladly, I don't think we have a lot of hate. I, I don't really experience a ton of hate. I, like I'm trying to think of a situation where I had to like diffuse a dude or something who was just like, yo, like kind of fuck you guys. Like your shit's too expensive or, or, or your arms suck or, or something like that. Because like, I don't like, honestly, it feels like no offense. Like you can't hate on those things. It's like, like the parts are good. The customer yeah, service we, is we good. Really, like everything is good. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the only thing you can hate on is like, Sometimes it takes us a while to get the parts out. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's and the only I mean, thing and I, I will agree to that every day. Yeah, you can hate on that all you want because like sometimes it's out of our control. And before it was in our control and we sucked at it and we really, really worked super hard to like get it back within our control. And, yeah. and now it's out of our control again. So it's like, you know, I, I, yeah. Like but we, also, we, yeah, like there, we also have so many other uh parts that we do have in stock all the time and we're coming yeah. things all the time and like yeah and also we really like a, a key element of serial line is to make the dopest stuff so it's like i can agree if you're hating on some sort of like lackluster mediocre arm that like you know might be too expensive or might be like poor quality or maybe the adjustment range is terrible or maybe it hits on you know the body when your car's too low or you know this and that but literally like 
we've already thought of all that stuff. Like that's why we design the arms and the parts that we do the way we do is because we're like, oh, somebody's going to be like, you can't have your car low with this arm because it hits. And, you know, we've already tried that or like, you know, we want to adjust the most negative camber and we're like, well, we've already done that. And that's why, that's why the serial line stuff's good. And if you don't like it, you're welcome to buy anything else. The only thing you can buy above serial line is T-Demand. So by all means, go and spend 13, 14, $1,500 on some arms that might be slightly better than serial line in certain ways. But other than that, you know, it only feels like all those arms are like designed to be VIP, like as you know, arms. Yeah. Arms, ours, I feel like our arms are our arms. I feel have more like a workspace design to them, yeah. as well as being super functional for like all for all purposes. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, so when you put it that way, do you think T Demand would do a podcast with me? <laughs> Sorry, I mean it'd be an English barrier big time. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. joking. <laughs> so the funny thing you want to know, yo, you want to, yo, can I, can I slide this? Yeah, go ahead. Do you think like, do you think you're accustomed to to being a hater? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like now there's not that many haters. I feel like before we had haters. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like maybe we were also like way more arrogant before. <laughs> you know? You think so? I kind of feel like I feel like in the the crest of the days. Oh, the crest of the days. We were quite arrogant, but also it felt like we had you know almost had the right to be, and maybe that was part of the thing. But also like it maybe rubbed people the wrong way, and like hang on, I don't know. Also, if anybody I was, has the sorry, right to I haven't be even, arrogant. I haven't even floated the thing by yet. Which is what I was gonna say was like, do you think you're like used to haters because you like got bullied? You know, <laughs> like I feel like you know what I mean. Like people people talk shit about me like. I, it doesn't really bother me that much, you know, like, cause like that, you know, like that's it. Like, but you know, I don't know. Uh, I uh, mean, uh, you, you're saying you got bullied. I mean, I think everybody got bullied like growing up in like the nineties or the eighties or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I didn't, get bullied, I didn't get bullied, but I definitely got like hated on. I was like the weird, I was like the weird well, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I, that's, I mean, that, that's, I guess, sort of what I meant. Like, yeah, I didn't, okay, like, yeah. You were like the lockers or anything. And people were like, oh, there's Kevin. Like, I don't know what's up with that guy. He's like got pink fucking pants on. And like, you know, you're like, yeah, bro, I got pink pants. I like, go, fuck you. I was the long haired, yeah, like, weird yeah. kid that dressed really fucked up and like wasn't a skater, but, but like kind of looked or hung out with maybe skaters. But like, yeah, it wasn't a jock. And it, yeah, and then, you know, you'd get like the jock guys being like, uh, who's that guy and why is he fucking weird and the skaters are kind of like you're kind of cool maybe I'm not but sure you skate. but you don't skate <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but like I rode mountain bikes and like all that shit and then so yeah it was just you're already an outcast growing up so yeah exactly fuck yeah. the haters they don't understand shit <laughs> yeah they just keep doing you anyway you know what I mean? but- and really that's all it was it's like you, you you're you're the same way like you just kept rollerblading kept wearing pink pants and kept like not giving a shit and i, I sort of just sort of just same thing like didn't really care like my what about you ryan because i well I feel you with that haters yeah where you know, your haters have i had come from obviously in your media empire someone has tried to take you down a pig <laughs> yeah uh never no i think so my experience has never been that of necessarily being the outsider which i think is sometimes becomes very obvious whenever we like talk about like how like regular ass my life is outside from like cars. It's like Ryan works at a tech company and, and you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a pretty regular guy. 
Uh, I think I told Kevin on our road trip, I was like, I don't know. Like I didn't, I've always been me. So like, I've always been like mildly clever, more clever. So it was really hard to like, really, you know, and then also I love to argue. So I would always engage in the conversation with people and that's changed since I got older. But uh, I, I've talked about this before when Dota logic started in Regina, Saskatchewan, it made waves in yeah. the car community and that was because that was somebody we were essentially drawing a line in the sand is how people felt like and what like what gives you the right to be what people thought was a car club and like you're dividing the like car community and it's like no we're actually starting a car blog and they're like no i don't understand what that means you just think you're an elitist and like all the nice cars are are <laughs> here and you didn't include me and that becomes kind of like the the exclusion the feeling of exclusion, which was never the point. So, if anything to me, I mean, it feels like you're shining a light on something that no one could see in the darkness. Perhaps that was always like the the reverse was like, actually, there's some like cool stuff going on here, and nobody's ever going to talk about it unless we talk about it. Like, yeah, nobody's yeah. coming to Saskatchewan to shoot your car, so we'll do it. And yeah. then eventually, like, it kind of started to make sense. I've never had to like fully diffuse a thing. I think that there's probably been like mild competition between other like media sites, mm-hmm. none that still exist. My thing has always just been like, try your best to be consistent and stay around. And then mm-hmm. usually you end up outlasting the people around you. And then you never showed up all- at like a car show and your camera boys had to fight their camera boys. And like all, <laughs> you know. I've gone to Winnipeg and had people like you could tell because I was in like some other like media conglomerates backyard that they weren't happy to have me there. And maybe one or two of the dudes were excited because they like came to our car meets. Yeah. And yeah. then there was a bit of that, but that wasn't like a hater. That was just competition. No. Yeah. I think of it this way. I think it's, we've had, this is more of a work thing. So for the people that don't know, there's a website called glass door and you can go on and review places that you've worked for. And we were trying to, we were having a conversation about what feedback do you reply to? So out of five stars, what do you reply to? And I am a strong believer now, I think, in like, fuck a one-star review. Like, what do you like? You don't respond to a one-star review because that person's got a chip on their shoulder. There's nothing constructive in there. You know, like we don't, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's kind of like the, I don't negotiate with terrorists kind of Mm -hmm. mentality on Mm -hmm. that one. But also the same token, it's like, I don't really need to interact or do much with a five-star review because now you've said I'm 100%. And like, that's probably also super biased. I think sometimes if the criticism is between the the two, maybe the three and the four, there's room to grow. So I try to often look at, look at the criticisms. I think even when I started doing stuff with both Kevin and Gerard, both Kevin and Gerard are very good at offering feedback. And it's not hate. It's just that's comes very, from like... That's a very nice way of saying that we're very yeah. brutal. Picky. Critical. 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 Fastidious. But it comes from... But that's what you would expect. Like, it wasn't surprising to me to do work with you guys and then have it be like, oh, man, that's so weird. It's like, well, no, like build car parts to a very high level. Why wouldn't everything else in your like company 
be to a high level or the best that you could do. So it's never a one-star review, but it's like, there's always going to be like probably a grain of salt that you can take from the, the, the two or the three or the four star review and then try to make things better. So that's kind of my thought on the haters. Mm -hmm. So if you're like actually looking at it, if there's like, I've had people comment on the way that a photo was edited and been like, Oh shit. No, you're right. Like that. Really? Kind of goofy. Yeah. Like way back in the day, like something was like way back weird, long roundabout way of talking about what you do with haters. I mean, it depends on the hater because there's, there might be some, there might be some good feedback in there. Like, obviously you guys said, Hey, like, yeah, there was feedback. Some things took, took a long time to Mm -hmm. get. And if you could control it, you made it better. So there's, there's that part, but like the dude that's just shouting, fuck you for no reason. And banning you from groups (laughs) is kind of useless. Like what, there's nothing to be had there. That, that guy wants to see you fail, which is yeah, not, which is pretty common in certain circles for sure. Yeah, and I mean, fuck, it's the car community. So like, people will get bent out of shape over anything in the car community. It's like because it's so like competition driven and attention driven. Like, we're all building shit to kind of be like, hey, look at me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else isn't looking at you as much as they're looking at someone else, like, yeah, it might jade you a bit or it might jade them a bit like it but maybe there's someone out there that does hate you you just don't see it on the right channels or maybe you've gotten to the point where they just like know it's not advantageous to say that they hate you out loud anymore because there is a point there's there's things that i know all three of us don't like but we can't say out loud on a podcast so we just (laughs) don't put it in there okay so yeah i i I think those that's true uh, and yeah, there's probably people that hate and don't say anything, but at the same time, like for us, we just stay in our lane and kind of do our things. And like people, I would assume they either are going to like us or not. And if they don't like us for certain reasons that they think exist, maybe end up liking us because what they thought wasn't actually true. Or like, maybe they like, like we like redeemed ourselves, quote unquote, like, because like, and like, oh, like these guys moving away from Toyotas, whatever, like blah, blah. And then like, maybe we didn't move away from Toyotas or like, you know, like making all these other arms are so expensive, blah, blah. And it's like, well, now our arms are expensive, but they're also like billet aluminum, which like literally nobody had, or, you know, stuff like that. It could be, could be anything, you know? Right. But I mean, if they want me to put small wheels on my next drift car, I'm just going to have to say, sorry, guys, like, it's just not going to huh. happen. It's just not That's the future. <laughs> that's the future i've had a lot you can hate my 18 by 12s all you want but uh sorry i've had a lot of conversations about that recently yeah of course where i like i of course i have i talked to you about it and then people reached out to me on instagram and then i talked to them about it how do you deal with the haters of the 15 inch wheels no not that i've talked just about kidding. how i think that's, that that's... there's there's gonna be a yeah there's gonna be a shift that's in I mean, car man. culture is what I think that I think we are not the haters, but like we're, we're not the, the adopters of that. We're be the old men with our big wheels. Yeah, we're going to be the old men with our big wheels. We're going to be garbage, and no one wants them. They're going to be super cheap. I'm, I'm about it. You mean kind of yeah, like yeah. how how it was back in like 2002 and four when it was totally like that because people didn't know that 18 inch wheels would look cool on an S chassis or a no, or... see what i think is that we will stay the same we will remain 
unchanged. And I think younger generations will come up and do something different with the car scene. And we will be the old man that be like, why you be like that? And Mm -hmm. when you could do it this way, that's what I actually think. I think that our scene of what we're doing is going to become like a time capsule. And then the thing, the next thing that comes will be something that like we may respect it or like it, but we won't fully get it because it's not the thing that we love. That's what I think we're going to have uh, see it happen. Yeah. Eventually we're going to be like the old, the old boy yeah. Coddington's for sure. Yeah, like, oh, you man, think like, so, we- man? Yes. No, no. Cause okay. The fact young Gerard cannot know. Cause the young kid no. is cool. Yeah. Gerard <laughs> is going to struggle with the fact that one day he might be a little bit irrelevant to like younger people. Well, yeah, okay, Boyd you, Coddington is one guy, first of all, right? Boyd Coddington is one guy. And I think it was Boyd, an, uh, an analogy, but go on. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying using Boyd Coddington style, right? You're using his style. There are many people from that era that build cool cars, Boyd Coddington being one of them. And honestly, the cars that he builds weren't really that cool even back then. But they're, they're barely relevant back then to you know to certain people. But now they're maybe super irrelevant. But like, I mean, I I'm not worried because I definitely am the guy who always evolves, and I'm always looking towards the future. And I mean, it may not be. Have you just wheels. said you won't get small wheels, and like that might be? Yeah, but the, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the the future isn't fucking small wheels. How do you know, but you, you know don't know. It could be no. It could be the future for some people. That's great. You can fucking yeah. get small wheels all you want. But like, I don't know. Like. Small wheels doesn't mean 15s or 14s. It could be 17s. I've, I have no problems with 17s, even 16s. Like, you know what I mean? But it like, might be 15s and you might have to learn to deal with it. Or we just I don't give a shit. You can cap. run 15s all day long. I'll put 16s or 17s on. I'm still going to do something that's Gerard esque within yeah, that you, realm. I don't have a problem fully evolving, But then, you won't, then you'll have to deal with the haters. Yeah, Fucking hate me all you want. My car will be sicker than yours, anyways. And I guarantee that. So sorry. Man, I love like sometimes talking to Gerard. It's like the scene in a TV show when they're trying to get a criminal to confess and you just push certain <laughs> buttons to tell you, like, tell me yeah, how you really up. feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the blow up. Like, yeah. you want the well, I didn't say, Yeah, I, didn't I ordered send the coat you, red. I didn't send you the 16 inch equips that I was like, yo, I would fully buy those. I would I trade did. my motorcycle for Yeah, Maybe he did. I did. Okay, yeah, you I did. did. You sent them to both of us. Both of and us then, separately and talked to us for like. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have a problem with small wheels. I just don't like, you know, I don't need to have the exact small wheels that everyone else has. I would do, I would do the trend, but the Gerard way. But then it's not the trend. This is your trend. No, because I make my own fucking trends. Like, I don't know. Kind of. Maybe (laughs) you're avant garde, but you'll be a a box still, you know, you're going to be in a box. uh, Then I'll be the serial nine box. They could, that could. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm not, here's what I, you don't get what I'm saying is I don't think our scene is going away. I think there will become a divide. Like there's now, like there's only so many 20 year olds and teenagers that can adore cars from the 2000s and the 90s you know like if you were born in fucking i don't know like 2000 and i guess okay here's seven here's, here's you're my, not gonna be like fuck i love a car from 1996 like maybe but i don't know here's my thought process it's like i have so many more tricks up my sleeve and so many more ideas 
And then yeah. like, if, if the best you can do is put small wheels on a car and think that it's a trend, then sorry, you're just like, not really that no. relevant to start with. That's, that's no, how no, I think no. I'm not saying that it's just small <laughs> wheels. I'm saying there'll be more to it. It's just an example to say you're some, some, some yeah. huge, huge thing is going to come along that you're not down with. You know what I mean? Like you're down with stance, you're down okay. with your cars, you're down name, with low. Name the yeah. hugest thing that's come along in the last 10 years. What's the hugest that's thing that's come I'm along? that's why I'm saying we're due Fitment. for a shakeup. Huh? Fitment. Having your car fit well is like okay. The so thing. before that, what was the what was the biggest trend? Uh, I don't know. We've I mean, I feel like in. maybe I, that was you know. It felt like exactly, man. Performance hundred. Like what what's gonna come and it's gonna be so revolutionary that it's like gonna change the car game as we know. Like nothing is gonna happen. I'm not. No, EV. no. Oh, EV. Sure. EV. Sure, yeah. but why don't we, Gerard? If that was the case, then why Yo, don't we all drive? EV. <laughs> Gerard, if that was the case, why don't you, me, and Kevin all drive Mustangs from this or like muscle cars from the seventies? It's just a different style because the game changes. Things Dude, change. I would one hundred percent drive a Mustang. But it wasn't one hundred percent drive a Mustang. Wasn't really the thing. We're but you're into. not Brian, going to because you're into the next this. kids aren't going to be into what we're into. Because we're into it. They want to have their own thing. And yeah. we're not going to be into it so much because we think our thing's dofer. And that's yes. what, exactly what you're saying. You're like, I mean, it's dofer. I mean, maybe. Because it's me and I'm dofer. No, that's, no, but I'm Which not saying. It doesn't saying, really allow room for you to evolve to the next like phase because I mean, you're no, already I, in love I, with I disagree with y'all because out of anybody here, out of anybody here, like that, I, yeah, I was okay. just going to say, out of the three of us here, I am definitely the one who has the widest variety of style and the most whatever not for like like uh, encompassing views of multiple different styles you know what i'm saying that is lovely and i think that is great and you're not wrong you went from hondas to like cressidas you're always a little bit ahead of a trend but look i don't have a fucking crystal ball to tell you that this is going to happen or not but there's a possibility. It feels like we're just talking to a hater right now where you're saying like, you know, like, just like open yourself up to the possibility that this could happen. Okay. So just like, so, no, there's absolutely no fucking way. Okay. So lifted, lifted cars. Like, like you see them all the time now. Lifted, lifted fucking CRVs, lifted Foresters, lifted all this, right? That's a trend. Is that a trend? That's a trend, right? I don't That's know. Definitely I've not the most prolific trend, but yeah. yeah. It's a trend. It's a trend, yes. You think small I, wheel, you think small wheel Kaido racers are a bigger trend than than lifting cars? No, Safari car is a way bigger trend. Yeah, exactly. So no, like but I think if you So are you down with America, that trend, bro? Get your you trends down, right are you if down, you're gonna argue you the trend. Are you down with that trend though? I can't yeah. be. Like I, I've always thought those Safari Porsches like were kind of sick. Porsches, yeah. Yeah, they're sweet. But I mean, I'm not so down with like a Forester or what did I see the other day? Okay, so I saw a... Uh, Dude, there's like a Tricell in my hood that there's like it was, yeah. kind of crazy. It was like, it was a weird, I think it was like a Kia or something, but it was a car and it was lifted and the wheels stuck out, but they weren't off-road wheels. And I was like... <laughs> that sounds dumb. Like, what? Yeah. It was just such a confused... It's and the rolling box. And the other thing that was weird was it rode so terribly. Like you could tell it was like 
super, super stiff or something. I guess maybe they had just like fully uh, bottomed out the shocks like on droop. So it just drove like shit. And I was like, you just have no idea what you're doing. Like, it's just... uh, All right, hold on. I want to go back to this. So okay. now you're going off to this because that, but it's, I look at it at the sense, like when you go through American car culture, there's different eras and times of things that people subscribe to. Even within muscle cars, you would have, you know, like there's different versions. And then we talked about like, the touring is that what it's called the touring yeah whatever touring yeah, yeah. whatever yeah super touring and like the shit where they put the big wheels on it and slam it and try to modernize it then you also have yeah, hot rodders rest of on hot rodders gassers and all that shit there's all these different branches maybe i'm just not paying enough attention but the world that we live in we've been sitting at the middle of this like trend of what import car culture has looked like for the last 15 to 20 years yes there was a honda phase and then it feels like there was a stance phase and a drift car like kind of phase and then there's this nostalgia phase for the 2000s but it's hard for me to imagine someone who wasn't alive in the 2000 like like wasn't around in the mid 2000s to have a nostalgia for like a car culture that didn't fully exist to them like are we going to see more people in like the the like new eight sixes uh, I, I think and all that to, shit? I think we just happened to fall into like the perfect time frame where like yeah. those cars were the cars we could look up to at those ages because it's like I don't know if you're ten years younger than us or whatever it's like what are you looking up to? There's no you know like you're looking up okay to like so a, so Z is or something like I don't know like maybe yeah, you're still but that's just, thirty five still a huge scene. That's you're still probably scene. like get, getting these other cars, you know. Like you're still yeah, probably then, want to have an FD or a Supra or like a 100 kind of, or a Crown. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. So why do people the age of say even like Dominic or teenagers care about or listen to or appreciate Michael Jackson? Do they? I don't even appreciate they do. Michael Jackson. I, I don't either, man. I don't think about Michael Jackson. But like people are oh like oh yeah like thriller beat it I'm just like what or or yeah, other, yeah. okay Michael Jackson is just an ex- uh, example but like yeah but they're not going out and dressing like Michael Jackson you know they're not putting on the red leather and the maybe fucking they're slightly love. inspired a little bit you know, yeah maybe, maybe they got the flavor maybe they fucking love Japan but maybe they love it so much that they like kind of but I mean maybe you guys recreate what they're... happens in tra- in Japan you but know like. May, may... But maybe you guys are just so entrenched in your scene that you just don't see it. How many, like, you think our scene is the biggest scene? It, it's fucking not, man. Like, how many people are into, like, brand new Civics or, like, slightly older Civics or slightly older Accords or Altimas or G37s or G35s or Q50s? That scene's probably fucking way bigger than ours, man. You, maybe you guys just don't see it, or we don't. I'm see not it. disagreeing with you, and that's a very valid point. Like maybe and, you are just stuck in the 2000s. I mean, maybe when you kind of look at what the younger people are into right now, and what I what. Like, it, why don't you, you talk said, about like why don't you talk about the goddamn scooter scene? We've had like 14 events. Like it's way yeah, bigger. That's true. Just, there's more people. Like blah blah blah. You know. Like, I would tie. I would tie. I wouldn't talk about that, that scene well. ever. Like, is like who the fuck gives a shit about it? It's not a scene. The Kaido like, scene? No, the scooter no. scene. It's some dudes hanging out having a good time. A scene. But that, well, what, 
I mean, I mean the scooter scene of us is, is, just, is way is bigger than any than to, than either of those scenes for sure. Because the scooter scene is sure. universal; it's it's worldwide. Like scooters this, have been popular for years. But I think decades. the scooter scene that that Kevin partakes in maybe has closer I mean, I, yeah. ties to the same to, to what the Kaido we're scene to the what we're seeing here to the Kaido scene. The scene, bit. the Kaido scene, scene, the scene. Have you seen it? <laughs> have you seen seen it? Uh, this is anyway, interesting. I think that there's a there's more stuff going on than than you know. <laughs> what about the guys yeah. that are tuning turbo G37s, man? How many guys you know doing that? Uh, you talking about and, here? Uh, yeah, here. Anywhere? I don't know. Yeah, here probably not many. But like, I don't dude, know. You like go to those. You go to that Thursday night meet. It's not like a bunch of brand new cars. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 one car scene in some butt fuck nowhere like Vancouver, BC. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say Vancouver, BC's butt fuck nowhere. No, I'm just saying like that. How okay? The amount of pull or the amount like I don't know. It's not that big, man. Like you go to a drift event and like I mean, you guys literally just came from a drift event in Washington. Could you imagine going to a drift event in like I don't know, man, Florida? Go to a car show in fucking Florida or like like. Cat like Cal or any of those other weird states or I don't know you know what I mean weird states. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a you know like Idaho, Massachusetts. I don't know, right? Texas. I, this car scene in Texas is probably fucking huge, and I guarantee you, there's a very, 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 very small. That's and what also I mean. like one thing I will say is like if I would you, didn't we just talk about this like last episode though? Where it's like what. Yeah, drifting is hella expensive, man, and you gotta like modify all the parts of your car to do it, uh, and then you gotta travel and blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, to go do that, that whatever that is, it's it's not expensive, you know. Yeah, so what we're seeing from the younger things is like things are getting more expensive everywhere. It feels like inflation, uh, property. So to enjoy cars to its fullest, there's dudes out there that are kind of like. They're being creative about it, but they're doing it by not spending a ton of money. And then that there's these scenes that are kind of maybe more conducive to that, to that like kind of where it's okay to be like, yeah, I just fucking I cut my springs or I just Cheaper pulled them out. Yeah. Cutting your springs yeah. is never okay. I don't give a shit what scene you're in. That is not okay. <laughs> it's okay if you're fucking 12 years old or whatever in 1992. That's it's never okay to cut your springs. All right. Just I feel like, like no. I feel not. like there's one time you said that you would you would cut your springs before you bought BCs? lowering springs. No lowering springs. Oh yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like when I was like, so then it's okay 50, to cut no, a no, spring no, if no. you're going to buy a lowering spring. This, yeah, when you're when 15 I, and you when I was racer, 15, which okay is literally it. like a hundred years ago, and there wasn't like a better option available. Right. Also, lowering uh, springs are like pretty equally unacceptable as cutting your springs. So, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, shit's evolved. You can buy like crappy coilovers, medium coilovers, and good coilovers. And the crappy coilovers cost as much as springs. So, like, so just to have the height adjustment, I would just buy the shittiest coilovers, which I would probably never buy. But I'm just saying, instead of cutting or using a shortened spring or whatever, you know what I mean? Anyways. Okay. I'm going to say that you've made a lot of really great points about a lot of things. <laughs> so I, but I am curious. So do you fully believe that our scene will just kind of, 
the scene that we're in will just kind of stay the same forever. And I mean, will it continue I, to grow? Like, okay, new but people I don't agree that the scene? scene that we're in has stayed the same at all. It's evolved. Sure. But I feel like there has it like slowed down or stopped a bit because like people are still drifting S chassis. People still prefer to drive. I, mean, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think it's like, look at the popularity of final Boat. It's clearly growing. Like how many people are building final Boat cars right now? It's clearly growing. Right. But is there a ceiling it also on feels that? Like, it also feels like all those pro dudes want to have like a final Boat style car too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that seems like it's almost a finite resource now. Like how many of the cars from those eras can newcomers get into if they don't have, you know, like a young person wants. Well, I mean, I agree with that. I think the barrier of entry to like our scene, if you will, is, is quite high. Yeah. So I'm wondering what happens to our scene as the barrier of entry continues to rise. And then there becomes like other like fun you get, options. You get fucking priced out, man. Like, but I mean, like, so that, then, then, then the scene, the scene evolves, you know what I mean? This is, it evolves, right. yeah. This is like how it was. Then you get G35s. Exactly. It was like all the dudes back right. in the day, they couldn't get, they couldn't have the whatever, 70s Mustang. Yeah. So then all of a sudden yeah. they got the Fox body and like made and, it and theirs or whatever. It. And like, now as the economy the same thing, it was like, I, yeah. you know. And, and let me just say this. And that's just it. It's like in somebody's eyes, the 69 Mustang is the best. In someone else's eyes, the Fox body is the best. And in someone that else's eyes, blind. listen to me, the, other, you know, the newest Mustang the, the best. Right? Newer Mustang. And just like us, like so, in somebody's eyes, the X7 is the best. In somebody right. else's eyes, the X9 is the best. In somebody right. else's eyes, the 110 is the best. And so on and so forth, right? And it, I think that's yeah. just how it goes, man. Like, yeah. and for me, I love X sevens, X eights, X nines. You know what I mean? I, I have a one ten. My one ten is nothing like my X eight or my or my X ten or or even my X seven. And I love everything about my one ten. But then you know, now having a one hundred, I'm like, oh, it brings me back to the X eight. It's kind of cool. And like, but it also feels like, yeah, maybe you're like, yo, I'm going to build this 240. And you're like, oh man, 240s are expensive. So I'm like, then you're like, I'm going to build an E36. And like, so you just yeah. do something different. And then like, right. then, you, then, you, then like two years later, your E36 gets wrecked. And you're like, oh man, like all the 350Zs now are like a million dollars. I'm going to build a Volvo or something. You know what I mean? There's, just, there's always something you can do. And like, there's, you know, like, right. Yeah. If you have enough drive to do what you want to do, you're going to figure out a way to do it. Sort and, of thing. And, and that's just it too is like, I love X7s. And I've had so many X7s and like, you know, had the chance to build another X7. And it's like, have I built another X7? No. Will I ever build an X7? I don't know. Maybe, man. The cost, the cost. When the Kaido scene blows up and you got to stay relevant and you're about to. I mean, I'm not building. I'm certainly not building a Kaido X7, but like, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, like maybe in the future I will, but like my criteria for, for that build is still quite a bit different than what you're saying is like the future. Right. I'm not saying it's a future. I'm just saying, I feel like we're, we're due for a big shift. And like, if you look at historically, look at car culture, there becomes like segments and things there is, there's Honda segments, there's drift segments. There's 2000 things like the, the thing that we kind of, Maybe but if do we you think, said the things we hated, they wouldn't be a problem. But the things that we like 
are keep going up. Do you think it was really just a big, sh- like they're just big shifts ever, every like you know five to ten years or something, or is it just a constant evolution? Because I think it's just a constant evolution. Yeah, it's a constant pulling in all different directions. Yeah, sometimes the pull yeah. from one direction is bigger. Like, and like, like sometimes the, it rips people apart. You know, can you define the the year ish of like the blow up of like the two thousands drift car style? Because I can't. Like it's kind of like there were a few uh, dudes I would doing say it, it was and about like eight, more dudes I'd say it. it's about eight years ago. So ten years after it happened. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, what about now? What's happening now? I, I swear that the boom is bigger now than it was eight years ago. Yeah, I'd say the boom is bigger yeah, in the last yeah. three years than it was eight years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't really think there was like a defun. Like maybe that's when you started seeing the cars, but like now it's like ramped up to the to the point where like literally every car looks like that. But so it I also feel like, feels like there had to be a bit of a time where that was cliche. Like after it was yeah. cool that they did yeah. it, that people wanted to copy it for the first couple of years, maybe they copied mm-hmm. it. And then there must've been a time where that wasn't cool anymore. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I kind of think there was like a few dudes that sort of did it like, and like kind of did it pretty well or did their own style on it. And I feel like there were, and then a bunch of other dudes came in and kind of didn't really know what it was about or like couldn't, copy it the right way because like we were definitely at final Belt west and there were some pretty whack looking cars there and i get it they're doing their own style and everything or whatever but like actually no sorry. that ain't I, it i misspoke i don't think it was eight years ago i think that was the tipping point to move people back in that direction okay. but i don't think it was eight years ago i maybe because final belt one was different than all the other final boats and then it began to like kind of shift and funnel and point in one direction. Yeah. So, so I kind of maybe think... maybe by maybe by fuck in the last five years that's really yeah. Right. I I kind of I kind of agree yeah. with that. And and so my my whole thing is I think those dudes that like came into the scene and were like yeah I want to I want my car to look like this and like tried it and they're like I don't really know like this this doesn't look good and then everyone was kind of like yeah your car is kind of cool. And now they've sort of, quote unquote, figured it out, the formula, like we talked about in the other episode. And now, like, more people can just have their cars look, quote unquote, cool or, like, to the, like, level that the, the first guys that they <laughs> saw cars looked like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the average just came up, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Like, in, in order to stand out from, like, the now pretty high average, your car has to be, like, even crazier and and in being crazier it might have to look less like the average which is what everyone used to strive to your car to look like that's kind of why like in japan vip style it seems as though people kind of go up and like all the cars look super sick and then and then everybody's car is sick and then these guys just like yeah you know what i'm gonna go crazier and then the cars like break off and go like in this really crazy direction and they start looking like total shit and then they have to like maybe loop back to the bottom and start basic again. And you know what I mean? It's just, you, they have to right. just keep evolving. Yeah. Well, shit. Hey, here's the thing. Guess we won't fully know because we don't have a crystal ball. So we'll just have to wait and see what <laughs> happens. Maybe yeah. I'm right. And maybe, uh, maybe you, you will be the Boyd Coddington of our era. Girl. If I am, I mean, Boyd Coddington's <laughs> an icon, man. I'll be an icon, sure. Yeah, or you can, I don't know who else to say. Maybe you'll be the Chip Foose. Sure. 
I'll be any, ah. any of those guys. I'll be any of those guys. Uh, the one thing that we didn't talk about that I thought would be mildly interesting to talk about. So one of our listeners uh, was in a video. I probably should I say the who did the video or not did the video? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, our friend was in a video, and so I get both sides of this, but I'll I'll say the situation. Uh, was in a video. The channel has a fairly big following, which is really great. Our friend saw it as an opportunity to promote the people that helped him build the car and influenced him and, and see his car in a video. That's and see his car in the video. Yeah, you know, for sure. But like wanted it to be a positive experience for everyone. And unfortunately, the way that it was edited, none of that came through in the video. So uh, I get editing. Obviously, I edit things a lot. So I understand the importance of it. But my big problem, I watched the video and was very confused was some of the parts on the car were misattributed to a different company. So Mm -hmm. they were actually serial nine parts and they were attributed to a different company. I mostly was confused and it was a bit of a head scratcher for me, kind of like maybe bothered me a bit more than it should have. Not that our our pal that was in the video, that's fine. I didn't like the liberties that were taken to say that they weren't serial nine parts. My question is, is that unethical? Is that like a thing? Like, I, I don't know. Is that a thing that people are worried about? Am I overreacting to to uh, to a situation? It definitely feels like backhanded a bit, but like you can't control what other people do. I wouldn't be doing it, you know? I don't know how it works with that channel, with that video. Like you maybe sign a thing that says, hey, you know, my car is going to be in this video. You know, you you relinquish your rights to something, something. I don't know how it works because maybe he just they just edit the video and you're left with whatever whatever the fuck they give you. You know what I mean? I don't think you sign anything. I don't think like there's any repercussions i think you hand over your keys somebody makes a video about your car and then whatever the hell they want to say they say so like yeah you could make a video where you like shit on somebody's car but then you're probably not going to get other people to be in your video i've this is and we've talked about this in the past because like when we started this podcast there was another story that came out about said channel and i get it yeah, but it was more so about they completely cut the owner out of the out of the out of the video and made it seem like the car belonged to someone that it didn't belong to. Oh yeah, you I remember that now. Ah man, it is kind of like I guess Shiesty. giving someone a bit shicey. Like you give someone the benefit of the doubt, but then I I don't know. Like I I would feel like I was betraying someone if I went in to make a video. And they told me a bunch of things, and then I just reframed it to to not kind of say the things that they were saying. Look, I edit videos of Kevin and Gerard all the time. Not all the time, relatively a, a decent amount. And yeah, I cut things out, but I don't think that it's like still the essence of what it's meant to be. Like, I think who you see in the videos or who you hear in the podcast is still us and our thoughts. It's just maybe a little bit more polished, but like that didn't feel like a polish. Yeah, I guess it's just like a weird lesson that you don't think you have to really think about in the car community. It's like, oh, when you do these things with people, 
you could be uh, misrepresented, which is almost unfortunate as well. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, I'm a big believer in like giving credit where credit is due. And especially like if people in your video are trying to give like credit where credit is due, you know, like I've shot features on cars and people have been like, hey, it's really important that you shoot this piece and give credit to this person and say this thing. And it's like, yeah, I will yeah. absolutely do that because like this is a two way street and you're letting me <clears> shoot your car and they've helped you build your car. Like those are important things. And I think to take that away from someone is immoral, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that was my no, I, on it. I, yeah, I agree. Like, <clears throat> I would just kind of be like, if if that was me in the video and then they released the video and it wasn't really what I had said or they had made me look or seem different than what I wanted to look or seem like in the video, I would definitely be kind of like, yo, like this, you know, that sucks. Yeah, and you can say that sucks, but that is also that person's business. And they seems like that, if, if I was about to say one thing would be like if that happened to you, you could just choose to not upload that video. But it's like they're uploading that video to their channel no matter what you say. Oh, but that's so. what I mean. You would have had to sign something. No way, man. No. How, you've ever signed anything to make any video? Yeah, did Johnny make you sign a thing for your box yeah. one video? Did we ever sign anything when we made those videos with Dustin way back in the day? No, but I mean, if we would have said, if we would have said, take them down, he probably would have. Yeah. The thing is, is that the business is like the bit, like I get the other side of it. Like, Hey, I don't like the cut, but that dude has a ton of subscribers, you know, like, Hey, I don't like the cut. It's like, yeah, but I've made like 80 videos and everybody's not going to like every video. Like fuck the haters. Like I got to do what I got to do. Like I'm right in this. I'm the successful one. I built a channel. What does this guy know about building like a following? I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do what I do. Like, yeah, you're not, maybe you don't like the video, but like at this point it doesn't matter. It's in the can. Like mm -hmm. you could write to that guy and that guy could be like, I don't need to respond to you. You know, like in my, he, initial he are, like, it's, was, not, it's not like you're It's not like you have 10 cars probably. And he, he, he wants nine more videos with you. He's yeah, done with he you. Doesn't need him. We should just write all the like, comments on the video. We should just, that's what, that's what I said. Yeah, we should just do that. There are comments on the video. Like, people are being really cool about it. They're like, hey, like, this car is really dope. But mild, mild correction, that's actually, like, this Serial 9. Those are the Serial 9 parts. Like, all Oh, somebody parts. said that already? Yeah, like, Jake, I mean, Jake, said Jake it. did. Uh, Someone else said it that I don't know who it is. Like, was, like, the one that, I, like, Jake just put the actual part name. The other people wrote and said, like, yo, this is a really sick car, but those are Serial 9 parts. Oh, okay. So, like, they know, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. And I get it. Maybe it sounds petty and people can be like, oh, you're just being like petty or being like hurt about it because it, like, one, this didn't happen to me. I'm just a guy that makes videos. So I feel like I have an opinion on it. And then, two, I guess I'd say, like, I don't really like when people like screw my friends over a bit, mm -hmm. is what I'm, what I think. And especially like, it, it's your guys's livelihood any opportunity to get the word out there about what you do and how well you do it i think is great and then to have somebody come along and be like oh yeah fuck this shit i'm just gonna like attribute it to another <laughs> company is really shitty to me because like you are putting in the work you're doing the thing you had a ton of customer service with that build it's like yeah you helped out you helped their pal out and that's great and then none of that is in there but it 
And if none of, if none of that was in there, fine. But the things that were put in there made it seem like it was build pumping another brand's tires. Mm-hmm. And if that brand did those things to earn that stuff, then by all means, they deserve it. But I think to me, when you do stuff, you should give credit where credit is due. Anyway, that's how I feel about that. Makes me a little bit upset. I said my piece. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do we have anything positive we can end on? Because now I'm all hot and bothered. I'm all hyped up. Hot. I'm going to go punch a pillow. <laughs> well, uh, we can be all hyped up on our, our media explosion that's going to happen. Well, we've got all these videos canned up, ready to uh, yeah, ready to release and edit. Well, let's uh, wrap it up properly before we go. Yeah. So what do we say? Hey, what did we learn today? Uh, what did we learn today? Well, we learned how to deal with haters. Yes. We learned we learned about why the CD009 is uh, a good Superior choice for to a the 256. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more desirable. Yeah. We didn't learn about why it's more desirable than the R154, but we can do that another day. Uh, uh, well, not now. I don't want to do it now. You can no, do it another time. <laughs> I feel like it's a long conversation. And we're out of time. Yeah, and, it's all she wrote. And then we talked a bit about media, which is my favorite thing to talk about. So good. So thanks for everyone who wrote in. Thanks for everyone who's commented and said like they like really like the podcast. Yes, I thank you so much. Hatchet Man 81 FMS. It comes across as Kyle. Uh, he just drove out to the island and he was just talking about how he was crushing listening to all of the podcasts. And I really yes. appreciated that. So thanks for that. Yes, thanks thank you. Doing, thanks for being thanks for being there. Uh yeah. And thanks for everyone else who like comments, shares. I love it when people share our stuff because it's nice to know that people like actually appreciate it. So yeah. if you listen, feel free to share it. Kind of sounds like like the, the smash the like button and subscribe, but <laughs> you don't have to do that. Just be a part of our world. Anyway, uh, talk to you later. Thank you, guys. guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.